the only team in the Premier League not to score from the spot this season. Mark Noble, having missed on the opening day against Tottenham, put his side in front from the spot, sending Tom Heaton the wrong way. Burnley down to 10 men, and they're trailing here, 1-0. Hello, welcome to the on the Brown West Ham podcast. Here we go. We're back after a victory. It's been so long since we won a game of football. I can barely recall, but here we are after a winning. You know, it's a carnival atmosphere. <laughs> can you feel it? Yeah. The atmosphere, the tension here has lifted. It's like a Rio carnival. Yeah. Uh, uh, Without the girls or the costume. <laughs> Although Chris is in a lovely. But uh, we've dress and extra pineapples in it <laughs> that's the only difference and the atmosphere is lifted especially because joining us in the studio he's back after a long absence neil fairchild hello welcome no no sorry <laughs> welcome guys welcome back after a week's absence yeah it's been a while for, uh when was the last time you've been on uh, is this the first time this year, this year? yeah no i was on twice last year i think mm. i was on towards the end of last season so i came on uh, about January last year when we looked like we were all but relegated and mm. came on a few months later when we'd uh, we just about survived. Yeah, and uh, you retired the blog. Lo- uh, was it Love in the Time of Collison? I did, yeah, yeah. That I, I, I hung up the blog last mm. uh, last June and the, and the Twitter account. So, so that, and the that season no ticket. More. And the season ticket, yeah. <laughs> Threw it yeah, at Big Sam. Yeah, yeah. You might be wondering why I'm on the pod. But <laughs> <laughs> That's why, I want to know. We'll go with without. Well. On this episode, we'll find out if Neil on West Ham had made the right decision. We'll find out. Exclusive to the way, to the knees of the Brown West Ham podcast we find that out stay tuned and also joining us here in the studio he's back from that great stag do in Buxton it's James Longman yes I'm back yeah I missed the match what happened missed the match well, we're going we're going to inform you what okay. happened in the match I've, this is the first time I hear the score <laughs> any guesses any final guesses well you said we won <laughs> <laughs> gave the game away 8 nil. yeah uh, I, well, in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about that Burnley game. Uh, we're going to make an announcement in a second the about the live event. Details now wrapped up. Yep. So we can exclusively reveal what's going to be going down. Uh, as I say, the Burnley game, uh, West Ham and Europe, Big Sam. And of course, the relegation slots. Who's going to be who's going to be fitting into those? Exciting times. Exciting times. A lot times. to get through. Shall we begin with some feedback? Yes. We had an email from Australia. Oliver Steele, dropping you a line from Queensland, Australia, where I've lived for the past 10 years. I used to be a season holder in the Boydmore Lower and an occasional contributor to Overland and Sea. So really enjoy the podcast as it keeps me in touch with the goings-on in and around Upton Park. I find it interesting how down everyone seems to be after what ordinarily would be thought of as a reasonably successful season. Keep up the good work, Oliver Steele. Neil, it's a reasonably successful season, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think three reasonably successful seasons in a row is the point where people get a bit a bit mm. tired of it. I mean, maybe being in Australia, you're you're on the other side of the world, so you can be a bit more philosophical mm. about it. That's probably the people who are exposed to actually watching the game week mm. in week out are a bit yeah see it a bit less successfully. So you, so you you quit your blog, you gave up your season ticket, but you're still in the country. Is the next step for you to emigrate? No, I found that I can still live in the country and it works okay. So no, I've decided I'm going to stay in Essex. So, so good. It's, it's all good. Good. Uh, on Twitter, Dusty Wagon said, enjoying your dulcet tones. How do you sound so positive with all this darkness? Hashtag the verve were wrong. It's not quite darkness, big guy. 
<laughs> he might just be talking about the world generally. <laughs> That's also true. Christopher Diop live. I also listened to the pod during Sunday's marathon. Aptly during period, I got heavy cramp and vomited. Hashtag what time to be alive. Uh, and he okay. ran in four hours, 36 minutes, 29 seconds. Mm. Well done, mate. I love this. He says, anyone who says it's an amazing experience is a big fat liar. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I've done yeah. it in a similarly bad time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's awful. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Quinn, our, our Kiwi pal, says, podcast intro tune is matching the sadness of our football. Our tune, handbags and glad rags. Next up, everyday hurts. <laughs> well, interesting. It'll be a cheery one, though, won't it? Yeah. And um, then boys yeah. 1991 were giving me grief about going to Pret. <laughs> And <laughs> rightly so. Who do you think you are? He suggested pie and mash. But pie and mash, yeah. the pie and mash shop he said in West End is 9.45 for pie and mash. Yeah. No way, mate. Yeah. You do the math. <laughs> uh, and on Karma, we had, uh, oh, it's just loading. But um, people pointed out, it wasn't, do you know, we we're talking, Cockney Hammer said about Nigel Quasi. Yeah. Quasi. Quasi. He was talking about Quasi, <laughs> the guy who serves the, uh, pro, the uh, Sells the program, so yeah. they talk about it coming another week. Uh, Quasimodo. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to call him that because <laughs> well, everyone knows him as that. You got to call him by the name that people know him by. That's just life. <laughs> I know it's probably a little bit offensive. But the other week it was even more offensive when he tripped up over the hoardings <laughs> and everyone cheered. If you sit in the Bobby Morlow, the chicken run, you would have seen him fall. I think it was against Chelsea, wasn't it? He fell over the advertising hoardings, and it was uh, it was quite a sight to behold. He was fine. He's fine. Yeah. He survived. <laughs> that's it. My phone's crashed, so I can give you the rest of that stuff. Excellent. Well, I mean, should we move on now and discuss the live event? Yes. We broke the news to you last week, as I'm sure you will recall, that the, we were going to do the live podcast at the end of the season and that what, there'll be two star guests, one of which... Not one. One of which is Jimmy Walker, but, oh, yeah, not one, but two, two. <laughs> star guests, not including myself and James, proper... Uh, Legends of the club. That makes two and a From the modern third. era. <laughs> we count as a third together. Yeah, yeah one third. Um, so, <laughs> I would also promise you information about tickets and also information uh, about where it will be. And now we can break the news to you. Actually, I'm sure you will have seen. Tickets are now available on KUMB.com for £16.50. And it's going to be at the Cow in Stratford. Yep. Upstairs, overlooking... Our new home, the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, it's a pretty nice little venue. Pretty nice little venue. But it's not massive, so get your tickets quick. Well, last year we had something like 130 people coming. F- 5,000, I thought. <laughs> and this year, there's only 80 tickets. Yep. So you need to be quick. This is, no, we're, this is We're not trying to drive urgency just so we can get those ticket sales. This is genuine. If you want to go, I don't think there's going to be any on the door on the night, so you need to buy those tickets now. KMB.com, all the details are there. The Cow in Stratford, James Longman, Jimmy Walker, myself. And? And Neil, you're going to be there. I was, I was there last year. It was, yes. I, it was brilliant last year. It was genuinely, um, was it Martin Allen, McAvenny? Yeah, McAvenny, I, I, I Jeremy you, I thought you guys dealt very well with the intenseness of, uh, <laughs> of Mad Dog. Yes. Mad Dog <laughs> criticised my socks at one stage, but I took him down. I remember that first, when we did it last year, uh, the first question I asked Martin Allen was like, would, would, he, would he see himself mad in West Ham? And he went on like a half an hour rant attached touched on like every every kind of orifice of football and then came round to like I don't know some kind of weird conclusion I had to remind him what the question is but hopefully a lot more concise answers from Jimmy Walker yes this year Jimmy Walker is a brilliant guest on the blower on yeah. here it's yeah. going to be great he's if really excited you, about it and if you used to read Jimmy Walker's programme you'll know he's a character the man is 100% pure character and I'm sure he's not going to hold back 
from telling the stories of the Pardew era through to the Alan Kerbishley era. Yep. Imagine it. Just imagine the stories now. I can't. I'm going to have to buy a ticket. <laughs> but I mean, as you say, so I mean, Jimmy Walker would be enough, wouldn't it, James? You'd buy a ticket just on Jimmy Walker alone. Hell yeah. Us, in the count. Yeah. And the view of the Olympic Stadium, right? Yep. But there's more, isn't there? There is more. What? What is it? Shall, shall we speak to him? <laughs> Let's now ring up the second guest. I don't think anybody's going to guess this. <laughs> I told Chalks on uh, on Saturday who the next guest is, and he was so excited. It made me re- it made me realise again what a great guest this is. Okay, let's give him so, a call. Let's give him a call. Cool, excellent. Well, we are delighted to announce that our second star guest, accompanying Jimmy Walker for the live podcast on the twenty eighth of May, is none other than a West Ham legend by the name of. Rufus Brevitt. Yes, Rufus Brevitt. <laughs> Jimmy Walker, Rufus, Rufus Brevitt. Live, in person, the cow in Stratford, 28th of May. Rufus, uh, we're delighted to have you there. Will it be nice to hang out with Jimmy Walker again? Yeah, Jimmy Walker's brilliant. We've had some great times and uh, he's a fantastic lad and I'm sure we'll be uh, going, going through some old stories. <laughs> Amazing. And speaking of old stories, we, we were in here with uh, Neil Fairchild and he was telling us that... Uh, it's a, there's a famous incident when West Ham were relegated against Birmingham. You were substituted. As you were walking off the pitch, Robbie Savage came up to you and said something quite spicy in your ear. Do you recall that moment? And do you recall what he said? I recall it very well, yes. I know exactly what he said. <laughs> and it's a good, good job I, don't, I haven't bumped into him since. <laughs> <laughs> and as a, as a kind of little exclusive for the listeners, will you tell us at that live event on the 28th of May? At the live event, all will be revealed. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Rufus, your star. Yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing you there overlooking the Olympic Stadium. It's going to be great. Brilliant. Look forward to it. Thanks, Rufus. Awesome. See you soon. Cheers, Rufus. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. So there you go, Rufus Brevet. Rufus Brevet. Rufus Brevet. Jimmy Walker. <laughs> what? To, I mean, that the time period they span, January two thousand three, right through till when did Jimmy Walker leave? Like two thousand and he was there two thousand six. So yes, maybe two thousand seven, something like that. So yeah, you've got four years of West Ham history. The most traumatic period of West Ham history. Has Rufus in still history. got that hair? <laughs> it's a bit the big questions. By all accounts, he's a lovely man. He's, he's, Jimmy Walker says he's the funniest man in the dressing room. It's funny that Neil says that. I remember now, I was watching that match in a pub in Old Street, mm. and I remember I remember seeing it, on yeah. like, him going over and saying something. I mean, there, there are a lot of reasons to dislike Robbie Savage, but I think when Rufus tells us what he said, that'll, <laughs> that'll probably cap it off. And, and there's so much like... I'm like, actually really excited. The summer we went down, <laughs> the summer we went down, 2003, so much was going on there. You had Glenn Roder collapsing, Trevor Brooking coming in, yeah. then the, the exodus of all those players, Canio. and then rebuilding Glenn Roder, getting sacked, the, the coach at Rotherham, he was there. All this stuff. It'll be interesting to hear what he says about uh, working for Trevor Brooking, because I think when there was talk that he could get the job permanently. I remember Brevet saying, actually, mm. like, you hang on Brookings every word. So it'll be mm. interesting to hear what he's got to say about that. Yeah, yeah. And Jermaine Defoe handing in that transfer request. Rufus oh. was there. Rufus, Rufus was there. Rufus was with him. Yeah, yeah. Rufus wrote it for him. <laughs> <laughs> in crayon. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got Jimmy Walker coming in and he's anyway, there. Look, we've got something to talk about. Look, Just so yeah, much to look forward to. 28th of May, 
tickets online, get involved. As you say, there aren't loads this time. So. Yeah, they're going to sell out quick. £16.50, KUMB.com, The Cow Pub in Stratford, Upstairs, Rufus Brewer, Jimmy Walker, bar. James Longman, <laughs> Chris Skull, Neil Field, Charles going to be there. What a time. Plus the awards too. Yep. This is literally the best bang for your West Ham buck. Rio, Gnome, yeah. Chalks. Hope, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be it's going to be a good one. Only 80 tickets, so be quick, get there. Don't miss out kmb.com. Right. Right, onwards. Burnley. Yes. Talk to me. <laughs> clean sheets, Neil. Nice Wait, to I'm get so a clean excited. sheet. It's like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of look at this one from two ways, can't you? Mm. You can you can sort of say, you know, a um a win's a win, but bottom of the table, 26 points. Um we played against them pretty much the whole match, 10 men, to win 1-0. It's hard to get too excited <laughs> yeah. about it. But then again, that feels a bit churlish. You know, they, they got the three points. We've been moaning about the fact that we haven't won for a while. So, you know, if this proves a springboard to us mm, getting mm. a couple more points out of the last three games, then, you know, so be it. Mm. Yeah, they haven't. It's, it had omens, didn't it? They haven't scored in like eight hours or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got, it's played West Ham. <laughs> I know it's a relief to get to get a clean sheet, but I mean, they look, they did look pretty toothless. And like you say, ten men. I actually thought the game was quite boring. Yeah. James, you're a man who watched the highlights. Yes, yeah, so were there any? Uh, no, well, not on ma- not on match of the day. <laughs> we were penultimate, I think, and uh, I, I think we had twenty three shots on target. Mm. Or well, twenty three shots probably one on target. Uh, they didn't show very many of them. There's very few. Mm. We could we could easily have won. I think. One nil flattered Burnley a bit, if, if we're being honest. Though there was a, you know, uh, Valencia had a good chance. Chiarte yeah, like from really close mm. range, you know. So I think again could, could have easily scored. been three nil, and then we'd be more mm. positive. Yeah, Nolan as well. So, but, but then again, equally Burnley had mm. Burnley had a couple of chances yeah. as well. So oh, it could did, have, yeah. it, it could have been one one. But you know, I have a fondness for Matty Taylor. So uh, I was gutted from last week when he missed a penalty for him. Uh, I wasn't so gutted when he missed those chances at the weekend. <laughs> but I do like Matty Taylor. Yeah, he got a nice reception when he was substituted as well. Good, Good. to see. Good. KMB's most improved player last year. Uh- he, talk, he's a, he seems like a good bloke, doesn't he? He was, and he was a good player as well. His first season in the championship, his, uh, his set pieces were brilliant. Like his corners were just absolute pinpoint. And then he got his that injury halfway through the championship season. He never quite got it back until last year when he was he was brilliant. I think it was the League Cup game where we beat Tottenham at White Hart Lane, and he he was like a player reborn. So mm-hmm. yeah, he did he did a really good job for us. So it's, it's you know it's nice when players come back and get a good reception. Generally, as long as they don't join Chelsea or Tottenham, they do get a good reception, yep. don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, the penalty. That is ridiculous, isn't it? That's only our second penalty this season. Yeah. Other than the 28 we had against Everton in the Cup. It's funny, you've seen the highlights, and I haven't seen the I was there at the game and not seen the highlights. Was it a penalty? It looked to yeah, me like it was a... It was a Stonewall penalty, yeah. but it just wasn't a red card. No, it I agree. Was, it, was, it was... There were like three people covering it, was, it, wasn't it looked the last to me game. like he was inside the six-yard box like, and was... I think it's one of those to... funny rules, isn't it, where... Generally speaking, where somebody fouls somebody in the area, the refs just don't send them off because it's a bit like you haven't really been denied a goal-scoring opportunity because mm. you've got the penalty. So there was a slight case for it being a red card, but yeah. as you say, there were two players there. It was it was so harsh. Two mm. players and the keeper, I think. Yeah, it was harsh. Uh, but we haven't had much luck in the area. Yeah, uh, and Kiarte uh, did well to get there. It was a great little uh, dink, a little. Um, dummy to get mm. past him and he yeah. earned a penalty yeah. it's definitely a penalty the other the other talking point I saw from match today was down in his dive yeah I was haven't it a dive I just can't tell no, I can, I can, 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 can watch it ten times and uh, on balance I'd 
probably say it was a slight dive. It felt to me like he could have kept going. Yeah. He didn't look like he needed mm. to. He didn't look like he needed to go down. But I don't have a lot of sympathy for the Burnley player because it, it looked like he overcommitted. But yeah. yeah, but the ref, the ref, the ref was never going to give it though. Having given the first penalty and sent the guy off, mm. that that was always going to be a yellow mm. for Downey. He came out afterward and said um, it was definitely a penalty in his book. Downing, called, yeah. But here's something that we don't do. And this is why people are going, oh, down in dives. Whether you can't tell from TV evidence whether he dive or not, it was a light touch if he mm. did go down. But we don't ever go down in the box. You know, we've there's sometimes we're in the box, we get battered, and they stay on their feet, which I'm quite proud of. Mm. So when someone does go down a bit too a bit too easily, I don't think we could should jump on their backs too much. You know, it's not Tompkins earlier mm. this season, which is pretty uh, embarrassing to see. It was, mm. you know, it looked like a very slight touch penalty, or not? I don't know. Mm. A word on Kevin Nolan, he was so close to getting that goal that, you know, I think I want him to get as a, you know, it would be a nice thing for him. Um, yeah, yeah, I want him to get, I think everyone, well, most people, <laughs> anyone who does it is a club. Do you know what I thought was a bit bad though, was the cheers when he got substituted, like uh, there was really audible kind of cheers, but it tends to be like probably more lower. But uh, I remember Palace away last year. Mm. It was like we just he got substituted. It was like we just scored a goal. <laughs> the roar that went up. Yeah. It was just yeah. awful. I felt so so ashamed that yeah. you know whatever your view. Like we've had all sorts of players over the years. Some that you like more than others. Mm. But if nothing else, Nolan tries. He you know he wears yeah. his heart on his sleeve. Why would you boo him? Yeah, yeah I mean you're 100 percent right there. That Palace away was horrible mm. for many reasons. It's poisonous. But a guy behind us. Well, I mean, the most poisonous thing was the guy who kept farting in front of me. <laughs> Literally poisonous. I almost wanted to punch him in the back of the head, but I was so angry about That's, that. It's such a frustrated yeah. match. And then Nolan, that guy behind us who was shouting at Nolan all the way yeah. through. I think, it's, I think it's madness. But everyone, you know, people need a scapegoat. Yeah, when I think about that Palace game, all I can think about is the farting again. <laughs> I, it was the worst I've ever smelled. It was, it was a stench of the performance. <laughs> the a guy was farting for 70 match. of the 90 minutes. Yeah, it was bad. And towards the end, when we were frustrated and he couldn't score, I was getting mm. really angry. Yeah. Will you just stop farting? <laughs> I thought you said about the Burnley game. <laughs> <laughs> but Nene came on uh, against Burnley. He was looking, I thought he looked really good. I thought, you know, this guy can start soon, surely. No? We just have a long list of, without wanting to sort of yeah. stereotype all foreign players as being the same, yeah. we just have this long list of sort of strikers who, who to like Ilan and Kepa Blanco yeah. and uh, Diego Trissan, who just sort of turn up and you think, oh, these, they, they used to play for a big they used to play yeah. for a big foreign club. They're going to be good. Run round a bit. You think, oh, they're all right. And then uh, I would be surprised if Nene, you know, proves to be a West Ham legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Palo Futre. <laughs> uh, but Alma Fatano started, didn't they? Yeah. How was that? Looked anonymous. I can't remember anything he did. Right. He didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any flashes of brilliance. Um, and what other questions do I have here? <laughs> Reese Burke. Two games, yeah. two clean sheets. He looks really good. He doesn't look out of place at all. I think he had a little flap where he kind of, uh, he tried to let a ball run out and someone got around him. But aside from that, I think he looks he looks premiership quality and it's good to see he's probably the first academy player coming through in a long time. So that's nice. He is. I think you have to go back to sort of Collison and Tompkins. Mm. I've, I've been aware of him for a while. He's, I, I actually work with his sister, uh, so she's oh. been talking about for for a while. I don't have any interesting information about him, sadly. <laughs> uh, uh, he seems like a nice lad. <laughs> he seems <laughs> nice. Um, is there? I don't really know what to say about the Burnley game. It was quite a boring, crap game, really. 
I don't think I don't know. What, I don't really want to talk about it. Anymore. It, it reminded me <laughs> of. <laughs> all right, mate. Going down to the opposition, going down to ten men so early on had all the hallmarks of the whole match last year, where the team are kind of on a hiding to nothing, aren't yeah. they? Even if you, you know. But I think it was different to that because whereas the whole match we were just really mm. defensive, didn't bother going for it. At least in this match, you know, we did have twenty something shots on target. Mm. I think if we, a couple of those had gone in and we, that would have been deserved would be coming away feeling a yeah. bit more positive. But as it is, scraping a 1-0 win, it feels a bit like the Sunderland win a few weeks ago where we've just scraped a 1-0 win and you want it to be a springboard for us pushing mm. on, but you just suspect it won't be. Yeah, if Valencia had scored pretty soon, it looked like that effort. That was a really good save, actually, from the keeper. Really strong-armed mm. save. You know, it could have been, uh, it Valencia, could have been a whole different... Valencia is due a goal, isn't it? I yeah. think it's something like one since Christmas. Mm. I mean, do you feel like we're talking about Nolan negativity that's still happening? It's like on Groundhog Day. Not going West Ham. Do you mi- what is there stuff you miss about going West Ham? What is it? Been, it's been a, almost a year now. So do you feel like is there a part of you that's like, right? I want to get back on the on the horse, or do you still feel a little bit like? Yeah, it's a bit of both. I mean, I, I do. I, I miss it at times. So without wanting to sound like a, a, a glory hunter, which obviously I'm not my West Ham fan. <laughs> but, um, you know, when we beat Liverpool, when we beat Man yeah, City, yeah. you think, yeah, they're the real kind of it. That, that's why you, you mm. sit through the, the, the dross, because, mm. you know, you have those those wonderful moments you'll always remember. So there are occasions when I when I miss that. But no, I kind of feel vindicated. And, and like, don't get me wrong, I'm not sort of sitting here sort of advocating other people giving up their season ticket. It wasn't like a protest thing. I'm not suggesting that other people should follow Sue. And, and when I sort of wrote my blog saying that I was going to stop doing the blog and I was going to give up my season ticket, you know, one of my followers said to me, he said, I don't really see giving up your season ticket as as a choice. You, d- you just don't do that if you're a proper supporter. And I hold my hands up. Mm. That's com- He's completely right. Being, being a supporter is about just following them no matter what happens. But yeah, last season, I, I just I, I stopped enjoying it. The first time I've been watching West Ham since 1989, that's the first season where I thought, I do not enjoy this. And I think if I'd kept my season ticket for mm. this season, I would be feeling exactly the same. Because mm. to use your phrase, yeah, it is a bit like Groundhog Day. Yeah. yeah. But the first, I would say, the first half of this season up until Christmas was a beautiful time. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's been sadly soured by the run we've had of late. But it was, it, the positivity around uh, the bowling was so remarkable. Yeah, I can't ever remember it really. Like going, mm. just seeing people with a spring in their step, and it was absolutely brilliant. It felt brilliant, didn't it? Mm. It's just people you start chatting to in the ground, and they were like, "Wow, we might win today," and it just had that really positive feeling. It's a shame it has gone a little bit wrong in the second half. Mm. And I think with West Ham under Allardyce, when it turns, it really turns because you know we've had lots of managers that have had good spells and bad spells. Like Harry Redknapp, one you know one season you'd be fifth, the next the next season you'd be in a relegation battle. Mm. But the fans would kind of you know generally uh, be behind him. Same with Billy Bonds, gets us relegated. Fans are still behind him. John Lyon and so on. Problem with Allardyce is it, there just isn't that goodwill there. So even when we're when we're winning, the fans mm. will get behind him, but he just doesn't really build up that that goodwill in the fans. So as soon as the form turns, everyone's straight on his back, and it's it feels like you know you might as well not have had that brilliant run. Mm. For, yeah. That's the kind of sensible West Ham opinion that we the, the world is lacking now. Yeah, we do miss it. Oh, you've got these right-wing nutters, your WHU <laughs> stuffs of this world. Well, it's, it's funny. Because I, we, I could be right-wing. We were talking about <laughs> it, yeah. Don't get, don't get it wrong. He's, he's dressed like Nigel Jewel Farage, which is we, <laughs> Nigel we, Nigel, Nigel, that's his brother. Uh, Nigel's brother. Um, I miss your reasoned uh, opinion yeah. on Twitter, actually, because there's not many people now you go to that doesn't have that reasoned opinion. Mm. WHU stuff had it from uh, before Eddie's fallen down moment over the past six months. He was quite reasoned and sane. 
and he had good stats and stuff. And now he's off. Lost the block. Iron Views, I think, is pretty good. And yours mm. was uh, one of the go-to guys. Mm. So come back, <laughs> get that Twitter going again. I, I, th- I think Iron Views is is, is 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 very good, isn't he? I think he's you know he's, he's obviously really dedicated to it, and he's quite innovative. I mean, that was something that I never really had the inclination to do. I had a blog where I just wrote. 1000 word articles and that was about it there wasn't really much to the the mm. website beyond that but i think what um is it liam the yeah, yeah, liam, yeah. yeah i think what he's done what he's done is great but you're right the mo- most of the the accounts do seem to be when you go back to was it this time last year when we had the the uh allardyce polls yep. about whether the ian dale uh agenda thing and i was the i was the only one that said <laughs> I really don't think we should be yeah, doing this. <laughs> God, the polls. The remember the dawn of the polls. Yeah. I can't remember a time before polls. Yeah, they still keep polling along. <laughs> yes, that old phrase. <laughs> there's, there's, there's been more polls about Sam, uh, just from one particular uh, website, and there's about on the news about who's going to win the election. <laughs> Um, so last season at bowling next year were you tempted to to resurrect your season ticket or not really really? I I kind of still feel like I'm in the same place I mean I I, I think you know I will I'm already thinking of the last day at Upton Park where I almost certainly won't get a ticket so um, but but no this this season feels similar to last so Mm. um, what about a new manager who would you accept as a new manager I I knew you were going to ask me this question and I really don't want to bottle out of the question but I'm I'm going to bottle out of it because <laughs> I really I find it so hard with, with managers because you you know like I, I you just don't know these people and it sounds like a stupid thing to say but you just don't you, d- you don't really know them yeah. and, and like I sort of manage people myself and even when I interview somebody face to face I still can't decide whether or not they're up to the job or not so I, I don't know who are, who are the candidates who, who has been Benitez I, I just don't think that's going to happen Moyes Moyes is an interesting one because he's clearly an excellent manager, mm. but I don't know how different he is from Allardyce. Because mm. you know, you look at they they uh, Moyes managed Everton broadly at the same time that Allardyce managed Bolton. Moyes had more resources, so Everton were always two or three places mm. higher in the table. But there wasn't much of a difference, and you have to say if we if Allardyce goes, surely the, the the reason for that is the quality of football. You can't say that it's down to the results yeah. because he's got us out of the championship and got us three mm. mid-table finishes. And we're ninth. Yeah, that's pretty solid. With the budget he's got, you know, at the most you could say maybe we should move up a place. But you, you know, you can't realistically expect him to be pushing us on to six with the, with the budget he's got. So the only reason you would really get rid of Allardyce is because of the quality of football. Moyes doesn't play good football. I've got so mm. many friends who support Everton, and they love Moyes, but they make no bones about it. The football is not entertaining. Mm. So I don't totally know what we'd achieve. The only thing I would say about the difference between Moyes and Allardyce is the PR. So when when Allardyce rocked up at Upton Park, his first press conference was talking about the West Ham way, and I don't really know what that is. If there yeah. is a West Ham way, it's clearly not very, it's clearly not working. And it was just a little bit, and we all kind of went along with it because we were just grateful that you know he was going to come along and probably get his promotion. But it was quite antagonistic, and you, and I think it just got people's backs up. And you, he just never had that, and kind of using that word again, he never really got that goodwill with the fans. Mm. You compare it to Moyes when he turned up at Everton. He said, if you talk to the average person on the street in Liverpool. They're an Everton fan. Now that's mm. not true. They might be a Liverpool fan. They might mm. be an Everton fan. But it was just a nice soundbite. And he said, you know, Everton is the people's club. And it's just such a contrast to the way that, that Allardyce mm. went about it. So I do just wonder if Moyes has got a bit of PR that he could actually engage the fans again. Yeah. I think that's what we need. Somebody who can engage the fans oh, again. Because yeah. there's just such a chasm between the fans in the stand and Allardyce on the sidelines. That's a- my main issue with Moyes 
is have you seen that Panini sticker that keeps getting around <laughs> 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 the team? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he's, all, he's got, only got weeks to live. <laughs> it looks like, uh, if you haven't seen it, look it up. Someone said he looked like uh, a young Mo, the bartender from The Simpsons. <laughs> it's like George um, Binks. It made me laugh a second ago. You went, we're ninth, and looked at me with puppy dog eyes as if to say, you can't. Like, Tell me like Big Sam's okay. like old yeller. Tell me, I think it's gonna be okay. <laughs> I, my issue is, I'm quite emotional. I've got, I get emotional attachments to, to things, and yeah. I feel that emotional attachment to him in a weird way. Mm. In other, in a way that he has, people haven't warmed to him. I, I like him. Mm. <laughs> I, I do, and I quite admire him as well. I think you know, it, it's clear that the players really respect him, and you know, he is obviously a good leader. He, you know, he is, he is a decent manager, and I, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I want to, I kind of mm. want to like him as well. I just don't have any faith that things are going to move forward and that we're mm, going to become yep. sort of a happy family under him but I agree like in terms of results you would have, if he leaves at the end of the season I think even the most begrudging West Ham fan would have to say you know thanks mm. you've done you know you've done a, a really solid job for us I um, hope they do what I hope they do what sorry say thank you oh, right. I, I think essentially people will be dancing on his grave there'll be a lot of fans out there guys who Boo Nolan and but who was the guy you had on a few hope. weeks ago? Who um, was it? Hugh, who's um, who, who's quite anti Allardyce. Hugh Southern. Was, yeah, was he on a few weeks ago? Yeah, he's on the block. And, and even he, he's obviously you know sort of says a lot of anti Allardyce stuff. But even he sort of said on on your pod, you know, I acknowledge that you know he is actually sort of a good manager, mm. and it's not it's not anything personal. It's just I don't I don't want him managing my club. Mm. Yeah, that, that's the difficult thing, isn't it? Remember Pardew? Pardew got the fans on side more than. Any manager, really, and but like, then again, that was PR, wasn't it? More than just a club wearing yeah. the t-shirts, and all about jumping smart. in the fans and celebrating. Sam's just the done a semi-final. few. The, from what we hear, from everyone who knows him within the club and outside the club, they all like him. They all think he's a great manager. They all think he's a nice bloke, mm. and he's a proper manager. But he hasn't ever really shown any attachment or any kind of will to to kind of go to the fans come on yeah that We're needs together. to translate right? which is a shame because there's uh, there's worse managers out there who do that and have really good PR mm. and, and you just would have thought from his time at Newcastle because West Ham is similar to Newcastle and as much as the fans we're a little bit we're a little bit moany we like to think that we're a bit more special than your average club and, and, and so on and you just would have thought from Allardyce's time at Newcastle where it didn't work out and the fans mm. didn't like him from day one that he just would have thought okay I'm going to West Ham they do talk about the West Ham way but not as much as people make out but you know, I do need to do a little bit of a PR exercise yeah. mm. here, but he just absolutely, absolutely, he absolutely didn't, and the yeah. fans will have been really unforgiving. And there's a school of thought that says, well, it's not his job to do that. He's just a football manager. That you know, his 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 um, you know, his job description and his objectives will be to get results, not to make the fans happy. It sounds a bit wishy-washy, mm. but that's just football. Every mm. time your team are out there, they're in front of thirty-five thousand fans. Mm. You do want to get them on side, and I, I just wonder why he didn't make a bit more of an effort. Yeah, yeah. what he should do. Yeah is uh, on a final match of the season, go around and hug everyone. I knew this was going to be ridiculous as soon as you started <laughs> that sentence. I knew it was going to be something. I, one, on, I, was, one, I thought it was going to be put on a nice dress or something like no, that. No, can you imagine? It's like, when, do you know when people troll you and then you go, yeah, but that's a bit out of order. And then they go, oh, no, sorry, I didn't really mean it. It's <laughs> kind of which a lot of people do when celebs get trolled. <laughs> and they question back will say, it all happens with Keith Lemon, actually. Keith Lemon will say something and go, yeah, you're just a wanker. And then he'll go, Oh, that's a bit harsh. And the guy goes, oh, only joking. They always back down. <laughs> that's what Sam should do. Just go around one by one and give him a hug. But we're going to be congering. Yeah, we'll be dressed as... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we uh, lead the chicken run conger around the, the pitch around to pass some... the dugout and then let, allow him to lead it. Yep. And that, I think, would really strike up uh, a new bond. <laughs> the only the way 
is if Sam leads the conga. <laughs> it's the only way to win it, win him over. A thirty-four thousand uh, conga. <laughs> God, imagine the scenes. Um, but we'll see. Well, let's talk about Europe as well. Yeah. Uh, moving on, um, Neil, where do you stand on the European adventure? And do you, uh, firstly, do you understand the nature of our qualification? Who's responsible <laughs> for it? Can someone please tell who us who informs who? Anything? Uh, uh, oh, well, no, I can't help. I think established. I can't do that. So I, I would guess that UEFA in a few days. Mm. Um, just have some kind of set of criteria where they compare the divisions and I mean it'd be so I'd like to think so well, you, you, I suspect it'll be some big fat bloke <laughs> in 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 his office his office overlooking uh, beautiful hills yeah. being sucked off by a prostitute <laughs> mm. <laughs> just like going like with like just spinning his finger around and picking who goes into fair play league yeah. I don't believe there's any system <laughs> I don't, with UEFA and FIFA, I don't believe there's any thoughts or system. No, put put like that, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's an episode of South Park where they 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 find out how the how they how the government decides whether to save banks or not, and they put a chicken in a big pen, <laughs> behead it, and then wherever it falls over is like they've got it's marked out on the floor like bail, don't bail out. <laughs> And they go, right, bail them out. So maybe it's like that. It's yeah. a West Ham chicken. They decapitate yeah. it. They go, qualification, let them in. <laughs> so yeah. who knows? Are you excited about a European trip? No, I'm, a, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't want to sound like Farage. I'm a little bit anti-Europa League. <laughs> I think there just doesn't seem, it's one of those competitions you play so many games. Yeah. To get, it's only worth it if you, if you, yeah. if you, if you win it. Yeah. You play so many games to get there. Um, you know, it's, um, it's a tournament that people don't have a lot of interest in anyway next season it's not going to be on free to air television it's only mm. going to be BT Sport that's showing it so I think it's going to be less popular than than, than ever so I just I, I don't know there's just no real no, nothing good ever comes of you I mean, put, no put good like, can come of this put like that <laughs> <laughs> I, then, I was really against it because I think Europa League's a, a joke just do a knockout system which everyone loves and can get can buy into it's a joke but Part of me thinks, oh, it might be nice to have a little bit of a European adventure. Because also, realistically, we'll get knocked out in the qualifying rounds. <laughs> yeah. So so we'll get mm. one wicked away match yeah. like Kazakhstan. And then yeah. it'll be uh, it'll be back to the usual. I'd quite like just one European away game. I think for that reason I'm saying I'm Not in Italy. Yeah, we've established that and get stabbed in the bum. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. We haven't established that. We haven't established that. <laughs> get stabbed in the bum. We discussed this last week. Um, Not a bum stabbing. Uh, it'd be nice. I, can't, I think I want it. But it will cost we'll us, won't it? Those tired players and stuff like every every Europa League. We should all team. want to be in it. It's perverse. Yeah. Like it's you know, tw- 20 years ago, ambition. it was the UEFA Cup and it was yeah. a normal kind of... Y- there never would have been a team that said, I don't want to be in, in yeah. Europe. So it's ridiculous that it's come to this, but that yeah. is a sign of how badly UEFA have kind of sort of dealt with the tournament. Yeah. That it's, you know, people don't actually want to take part in the competition. <laughs> Should be purely because you get stepped in the bum. <laughs> the no only one, reason. No one wants that. That didn't happen 20 years ago. <laughs> Nightmare. Um, all right, moving on. Let's talk about relegation slots. Yes. So who do we think is going to go down? Do, do you have a preference from a West Ham perspective? Well, it's interesting that we're away to Newcastle last game of the yeah. season because we could we could yet play play a part in that. Allardyce and Nolan going to St James's Park last game of the mm. season. So, and eight defeats in a row at the moment. You struggle to see them yeah. not many port points. So that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, would you like to see Newcastle go down last game of the season, James? I probably wouldn't. I, you know, I quite like. I've got a couple of Newcastle fans. I've always, as I said last week, I feel they're similar to us as a club. Mm. Uh, and I think it's a real shame, actually, from a supporter's point of view, how 
they're being handled. I think it's a real shame. But you say that, but on the other hand, wouldn't it be massive lols? <laughs> uh, I'd, well, I'd, I'd quite like Villa to go down really yeah yeah. I'd quite like Villa to go down I don't think they will I think they'll get out nah, of it nah they'll get out of it uh, <laughs> it's Burnley and QPR gone on ace who no, who I would have loved to West Brom but they pulled it out of the bag didn't they the weekend against Man U yeah and Leicester oh, Leicester's sorry. staying up well, I mean, where's that come from I can't believe it Leicester look like they're going to stay just up just a bizarre situation where at the moment that the manager yeah. looks like he's lost the plot <laughs> they suddenly start winning games yeah. it's like Pearson's been told no you're sacked and he's just got really abusive with journalists <laughs> and it just seems to have had a really yeah. positive impact yeah. on, on, on the team um, Sunderland have got terrible running yeah so I can't what about Hull you're not a big fan of Steve Bruce are you so presumably no. you the more I talk about it, there's not many people like. I'd quite like <laughs> Hull no I don't like Steve Bruce because of his plasticine face I just remember once he uh, when he was playing us I think when he sent us down when Bowman sent us down yeah, yeah, yeah. and the press conference was about he said the way West Ham celebrated yeah. when uh, wet man you didn't win the league uh, was sickening and I'd love bo- to I've borne a grudge ever since then so yeah, yeah. Since that's yeah. why that's exactly why mm. it dates I've back never then. heard, didn't heard yeah that he, said, he, he said, said he said he said in the run up to the game he said it'd be bittersweet for me to to, to send West Ham down um, because yeah when, when they when they won the title in uh, when we lost the title in 95 at Upton Park all the players were whooping and, and all the rest of it and uh, I've never forgot that so yeah and, and I haven't forgot this Bruce <laughs> <laughs> Laters, your big old Play-Doh faced mug. So, what if uh, Steve Bruce gets relegated, but his nose stays in the Premier League? Well, there's bits of his face everywhere, so, <laughs> and then it'll remould like Terminator. His Steve Bruce face looks <laughs> like what they used to do to traitors, like send different bits of you everywhere. <laughs> do you know when um, when Terminator gets blown up and all the bits solidify yeah. back together and becomes a person, and that yeah. was what would happen if Bruce's face blew up <laughs> slowly, it'd all come back together. <laughs> <laughs> a lovely thought. Uh, Aston Villa away. Before we end, uh, Neil, how do you, how do you, how are you feeling about that? Um, I don't know if it's a good time or a bad time to be playing them. Mm. It seems like a, you'd hope they'd be distracted by uh, the FA Cup final. Yeah. But then again, they're on a pretty good run. That's all pretty academic, though, because we're generally mm. not very good, regardless of who we're <laughs> playing. So, um, But I, I, I just hope that beating Burnley, there's just a bit of positivity there and the players are like, right, we've got three points under our belt. We can win, albeit against a team of 26 mm. points. So we've only got 10 men. Um, I reckon we could nick a point there. Mm. Yeah, I think a point. But Ben Teke's on fire, isn't he? Although two clean sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we'll get a point. Yeah. I think Allardyce has got quite a good record against Sherwood, hasn't they? In the few times they met. Yeah, did it really? He must have won every yeah. month last season. Yeah. 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 Well, know. AVB was the manager, wasn't he? Then he got sacked. Yeah, then two over Sherwood. Two over Sherwood. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad guy, Sherwood. He gets quite yeah. a lot of stick. I think mm. his record so far is excellent. Yeah. I mean, I I did this probably one of my last tweets last year. I dared to suggest when people were talking about successes to Allardyce that Sherwood wouldn't necessarily be a bad, uh, a, a bad appointment for West Ham. Mm. And I got the predictable predictable response. So well, we d- closed my account shortly after. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, his, his record at Tottenham was yeah. one of the best ones out of the last yeah. few managers. And he's turned like Villa were absolutely dire this season. And yeah. he kind of you know without really bringing any new faces, he's sort of turned it around. So. It's got like a Spurs. He got Adebayor playing well. Yeah, Here he's ben got Teke. Benteke. He could come to us and get Carlton firing. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it. Thirty goals a season. Imagine that'd be amazing. Carlton nearly scored on. It's nearly scored. Carlton nearly scored on. Uh, That's a great picture know. that uh, him and Kiarty in the uh, dressing room, changing room. Yeah. Has anyone Post-match. got to the bottom of the Carlton Cole tweeting pictures of like the mints? 
No, I didn't see it. No, he's been tweeting a lot of pictures about chewing gum and mint, some sort of uh, fresh breath. Oh, it's about James Tompkins, wasn't it? Yeah. About James Tompkins' uh, breakfast. Yeah. Uh, where should we... I want to quickly mention Ken Brown's medals. Okay, go on then. Uh, so, this is a long shot mentioned on here, but you never know. So, Ken Brown uh, got his... Ex-West Ham got his medals nicked from his house in Norwich. Uh, so, I don't know how you keep an eye out for him, but keep an eye out for him. <laughs> and it's a great Yarmouth CID that you can contact if you know anything about it. But it's a shame because he's uh, a lovely bloke. I met him last week. Mm. He's a really nice guy. And then he got his medals nicked. Yes. Anyway, I mean, you look at Pickles in the 1966 World Cup, maybe. Send a dog. Keep an eye out. Send you in never the dog. Know. Um, I'm just looking where Villa are in the league. They're on 35 points. Yeah, there's a lot so, of teams that are on 35. If we beat them, mate, we could put them on a course, on a course to relegation. Yes. A sobering thought. I'd just like to finish ninth. Yeah. I think... <laughs> I, I think it'll be nice. Yeah. I want to finish above Stoke. Yeah, we don't want, want to, to get any higher, are we? We're six, we're six points behind Swansea. Yeah, yeah. Eight, so ninth is is our ceiling, but it'll be a pretty pretty yeah. good one. It'd be nice. Yeah. I'd be, it'd be gutted. To, I'd be gutted to finish bottom half. Yeah. Well, that game against Everton, the last game, the, the last home game, is going to be very crucial. They're only three points behind us, so yeah. And we've got one, one plus, plus one. one. We've yeah, that'd be them. nice as well to have a plus goal difference. Yeah. It, would, it would be bizarre because ninth, I think, would be our our equal best finish since mm. Rhoda back in about 2002. Yeah. So for Allardyce to lose his job off the sort of best West Ham finish for, yeah. for 13 years would be a bit bizarre. Yeah. It would be bizarre. And then remember history, what happened the season yeah. after Rhoda's ninth? Yeah. Yeah, he got a hologram in the West Ham <laughs> Museum. Yeah, right next to David Essex. <laughs> uh, Neil, so some predictions. Where do you think we'll finish this season? Uh, I'd be positive and go for a ninth in as yeah. much as our last three games uh, Villa away mm. uh, Everton at Everton home, home Newcastle, Newcastle away they're winnable I mean quite a lot of our last three games have been winnable mm. and we've, uh, <laughs> we've, we've not really come up trumps but yeah I'll go for us finishing ninth ninth yeah fourth <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you predict Neil that Sam Alice will be manager next season I mean I've got no idea I, don't, yeah. I, I just I've, I've absolutely no idea I mean yeah. the, you, you would think not but then again this time last year we all thought he was about to lose his job I think my guess would be that the owners are looking for other people mm. because that's everything we're hearing. But equally, if they cannot get the right person on the right terms, they won't get rid of Allardyce for the sake of it. They've got mm. too much to lose by doing that. They won't mm. They won't get rid of him without having the right person lined up. If they've not got the right person lined up, they'll mm. keep him. And it'll be a really bizarre situation because they'll have undermined him for the last year mm. or, or more. So... For that reason alone, I hope they've got somebody good lined up. Mm. Yeah. And last game, you're not going to get a season ticket, but last game at Upton Park, are you going to endeavour to be there? I will, I will do my best, but obviously yeah. that, those tickets will be quite sought after. So I might try mm. and I might buy one of the flats overlooking the <laughs> East End. <laughs> Mate, and, buy them, yeah. I bought them. They're my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> We're having an after party after the last game on those flats. Yeah, that flat I always wanted when I was a kid, up the top. Yeah. Best best flat in the land, I used to think. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't people want to live there? <laughs> <laughs> and, and what a know. view. <laughs> yeah. What a view of a tiny yeah. bit of the ground. Well, speaking of uh, great views of stadiums, Thursday, 28th of May, a view of the Olympic Stadium as you can listen to the conversation between us, Jimmy Walker, Rufus Brevet, KMB.com. If you can take your eyes off my face. <laughs> For long enough. <laughs> For long enough. There's an Olympic Stadium to enjoy. <laughs> as well as finding out whether Rufus Brevet has dreads or not anymore. We yes. should have it make the him wear a hat. Where he can reveal. Yeah. <laughs> and also, there's going to be a raffle on the night 
What and roof the, would make the, you wear a hat? No, yeah. Why are you in a hat roof as well? They've made me wear one. We can, we can see I haven't got dreads. I'm bald. <laughs> We're getting one of those hats with dreads attached. <laughs> <laughs> we should do so, that. Yeah. <laughs> really? Is that all right? Series <laughs> <laughs> up for it. Um, yeah. But also, there's going to be a raffle on the night raising funds for the Bobby Moore uh, Cancer Fund and... The top prize is an appearance on the podcast next year. Look at that. So make sure you're there. Make sure you're there. Another reason to come. It's a raffle. So if you win, that means you have to come on. <laughs> they might not want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you have to. <laughs> Imagine it. Um, excellent. Yeah, KUMB.com, £16.50, Thursday 28th of May. It should be the an in Stratford, James Longman, Chris Cole, Rufus Brevet, Jimmy Walker. Yeah, it should be an, it should be an auction, be but good. nobody will bid, would they? No. What would we get, like, tenner? We might get a tenner. <laughs> We're doing we'll see. It's very we'll good see. course. Uh, Neil Tombola. <laughs> yeah. Oh, done. Tombola yeah, reference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Any other outdated I'll references? I haven't mentioned Arthur Fowler yet. Yeah, good. Same <laughs> well, up, same that up. might happen with a raffle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it doesn't seem to. Bobby Moore doesn't. The fund doesn't seem to have got the money. Arthur Fowler. <laughs> uh, Neil, thank you very much for joining us. My Third pleasure. Appearance. Thank you. Pleasure. Um, would you like anything for the hat trick? Okay, is there like a, is there a No, a we didn't. We, we do need to think about something. You get something. a pen. You get a pen. You get take, one of these biros. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, help yourself. Uh, and you're on Twitter at Neil Fairchilo. Something like that. You can, or you can actually follow my old one at On West Ham. So somebody's yeah. actually taken that up now. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, so, really? I, so I deactivated it. It's, I think they, they tweet in Russian and they've, they've, got, they've got no followers, they don't follow anybody else. I don't, so I can't, I can't read Russian, so I'm not sure what they're tweeting about, but the picture, the avatar, is a picture of the transvestite who won the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> so, which ultimately is what I would have done with the account anyway. So. <laughs> don't pretend that's not you. It all works out. <laughs> it all works out. James, thank you very much. Pleasure. You can follow James on Twitter at... Long as one. There we go. For himself, Chris on Twitter, CJ Skull, Skull with a C. You can also follow uh, Graham Howlett, who is the editor of Nisa Brother Brown on KUMBDOTCOM. You can go over to KUMB.com to get tickets for the for the final episode of the podcast of Series 3. Yeah? Yeah, potentially final one. <laughs> we might have another special guest. Well, don't blame It's an exciting end of the season. Let's okay, leave so it at that. It's too exciting. <laughs> and you've got the Knees Up Mother Brown forum and the Knees Up Mother Brown Facebook Subscribe group. on iTunes. And also subscribe on and iTunes. Leave a review. If you did all of those things, you'd be like, it's three hours of your day. <laughs> Completed life. Just leave a nice review on iTunes. Yeah, excellent. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. We'll, see, we'll speak to you after the Aston Villa game. Come on,